When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self-empowerment through self-discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy-to-understand self-development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow, and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful day, and welcome back to the show. We are back with episode two of season two of the podcast. And as mentioned on the previous episode, I am doing an astrology series where I'll be taking you guys through different parts of astrology, going through all of the basics to help you understand your astrology better, for you to be able to understand your birth chart better, and in that process, get to know yourself, understand your shadows and your light what you can work on and just deepen your spiritual self-knowledge as a result as you guys probably already know and in case you don't i love astrology i've been studying it for around three years now and i am just so passionate about it i love reading my friends and family's charts and just helping people understand themselves i also do birth chart readings for people who book sessions with me and it's just something I love and I'm passionate about and I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't as familiar with their birth chart have no idea what their you know big three is or who are interested in astrology but don't understand as much as they would like so that's why I created this series and if you missed the previous episode I recommend going back to it On the last episode, I talked about the difference between your sun sign and your rising sign. And before I dove into that, I also explained how you can pull up your birth chart on astro.com and how to familiarize yourself with your birth chart. So I recommend that you check that episode out if you haven't. And as a little recap, your birth chart looks like a pie and it's divided into 12 little slices, which are called the 12 houses. And the 12 houses are structured a little bit differently than you would assume. They start at the 9 o'clock angle and go counterclockwise. So that's where the first house is. And then from there on, it goes 1, 2, 3. And as I mentioned on the last episode, your rising sign is super important because your rising sign determines which sign rules the first house and the order that proceeds from there. So definitely it was a juicy episode and I recommend checking that out if you're interested. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking all about Luna, 
we're going to be talking about the moon and we're going to talk about what it represents in your chart and then we're also going to dive into what are the main associations of the moon and the moon phases so if you're on astro tiktok or if you've just heard about new moons and full moons and what they can mean then on this episode we're going to dive into that and kind of chat about what the difference is between new moons and full moons and also how you can use them for manifesting and then we're also going to chat about overall how the moon cycles work and how you can attune to them to live a more aligned life and with that being said i hope you enjoy this episode and let's dive in so let's start out by just chatting about the moon and what it is right so the moon is super changeable it changes signs every two and a half days in the sky and it goes through every single sign every 28 days so after your rising sign the moon is the most changeable aspect of your birth chart aka if you were born two to three days earlier or later than you were born you would have a different moon sign and because the moon is so close to the earth astrologers believe that it impacts us deeply and If the moon's gravity affects ocean tides and large bodies of water, it's no surprise that it also has a strong impact on us and how we feel. And in fact, if you start paying attention to the moon and if you use a moon tracking app or any astrology app that tells you what the moon sign is on that day, you will start observing how as it transits different signs in the sky, you feel differently. And the reason for that being is that Depending on your rising sign, every single house of your birth chart is ruled by a different sign. So every time the moon transits through each sign, it's affecting a different house in your birth chart. And moving on to chat a little bit about the moon's significations in our birth chart and what it represents in our birth chart. It's no surprise that the moon is really, really representative of our emotions. Our emotions are always changing. They're always in flux. And as our life moves and changes and things happen, so do our emotions. So our moon has a really strong connotation with that. And more importantly, the moon has a very strong connotation with what you need to feel well emotionally. And that is dictated by both the sign that your moon sign falls into and where in your chart it is in, aka which house it's in. So while the sign would represent more of the energy around how you handle your emotions, how you feel about things, and how you process your feelings, the house where it falls into represents where in your life you feel most at home, most nurtured, and what area of your life you would feel most comfortable expressing yourself emotionally. It also represents what you need to feel safe and secure. So for example, my moon is in Cancer and in general, the way that my moon is kind of brought to life is that I feel things super strongly. I'm very emotional and I am like super emotional one moment of the day that I'm super, feel super different the other day and my emotions are just constantly changing. 
Cancer is a water sign, so I also cry a lot. And for me, emotional release usually happens through crying. I also have a very strong emotional attachment to my family because the cancer is really tied to family and the home. And so I feel really well emotionally when I'm able to feel supported by my family, by my parents, by those I love, and in the environment of my home space. My moon is also in the third house, and the third house represents our communication, feeling heard, expressing ideas, talking to other people, and having a close connection to a community, a local community. So for me, I feel really well emotionally when I feel heard, when I feel like I can voice how I feel and be heard without someone telling me that what I feel is wrong, that what I feel shouldn't be felt, or when I feel like someone isn't paying attention to what I'm expressing. And also writing, writing down my thoughts and emotions is extremely helpful for me, like mind dump style. So for me, when I do that, I feel much better emotionally in my life. So that's how my moon sign and my moon house help me understand what I need emotionally. Of course, every sign has a shadowy expression. And for me, that could be sometimes coming across as moody or closing off or just detaching when I don't feel like I'm heard or understood. So it's, so it's always helpful to understand the expression both in a positive light and the negative light so you can learn from that and learn how to best express yourself emotionally. Another important signification of the moon in your birth chart is your relationship to your mother and to mothering. So your moon can represent both how you, both the relationship you have with your mom and how you will be as a mother. And for men, it represents what level of emotional support and nurturance you would seek for in a partner and also their relationship to their moms. And something that I find really fascinating is that so, so, so often when I check my friends' birth charts, a lot of the times their moon sign is their mom's sun sign. And I think that that's really, really interesting. Um, it's not always the case. I find that it is more common with girls. That's the case for me. For example, for me, I'm a cancer moon. My mom's a cancer sun. So it's always interesting to observe that and it can really help you understand also your mom better or just the type of nurturance that you either sought out when you were a child and didn't receive or that you did receive. It also can indicate how you will treat your children or the type of support you will give to those you love. And then two other important significations of the moon is that as I mentioned in the very first episode of the podcast, which is titled Luna, all of us have a light and a shadow. All of us have a part of us that shines and that we illuminate, aka our sun sign. We also have our shadowy side and the part of us that maybe we hold more private, that we are not showing off to the world as often, and that is more even subconscious to us, below our conscious awareness. Um, the things that we need or want, but maybe aren't even aware that we do. 
you know, just like the sun is illuminating most of the day, the moon only comes out at night when things are darker and the moon helps illuminate the darkness and it helps illuminate what isn't seen in the darkness. So you can really use your moon sign to understand yourself more deeply and to dive deeper into what you might need that you're not aware of consciously. And then last thing, um, some people think, some astrologers believe that your moon sign can also represent past life characteristics. So it could indicate what your sun sign was in a past life. If you believe in past lives, just could indicate energy that you demonstrated really heavily in this lifetime and what you learned from in your past life. And so in this lifetime, it's like subconscious, um, but it's still there, right? You're still, it's still a part of you. So with all this being said, I really recommend that you look up your chart on astro.com as I taught you on episode one of this series and look at what moon sign you have and where in your chart it falls and then look up moon in cancer or moon in the third house and read about it and learn through that little bit of research that you can do on your own to kind of get to know that part of your chart a little bit more deeply. And now let's dive into the moon cycle and the moon phases and how you can use that to observe your emotional fluctuations. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, the moon is very changeable and it's always switching signs and it goes through all 12 zodiac signs in around 28 days, which equals to around four weeks. And every two weeks, if you start paying attention, we have either a new moon or a full moon. So it's always a week with a new moon, a neutral week, a week with a full moon, and a neutral week. And new moons and full moons are super important. If you're in astro TikTok or have just been hearing about them, I'm going to now dive into what's the difference between the two on an astrological level and then also on a level of manifestation. So starting out with new moons, new moons happen when the sun and the moon are in the same sign so let's say we have a new moon in aries that happens when the sun and the moon are in aries if in your birth chart you have the same sign for your sun and your moon you were born during a new moon on the opposite end of the spectrum full moons happen when the sun and the moon are in opposite signs So for example, if we have a new moon in Aries, the moon is in Aries and the sun is in Libra because Libra is the opposite sign to Aries. So if you have opposite signs for your moon and your sun, you were born during a full moon. Now, what's the difference between a new moon and a full moon? A new moon as the name implies, represents something new in your life. When a new moon is happening in the sky, everything is dark. Like if you look up to the sky, you can't see the moon. So it represents kind of this blank slate and it's the perfect time for you to set intentions, to kind of be really conscious about what you want to manifest. And it's a great, great time to just think about what what seeds you want to plant, what you want to grow, what you want to reap. And so in the coming weeks and months. And after the new moon, the moon then starts to grow in the sky. It starts to wax. So you will start seeing it as it progresses through the signs for two weeks. It'll start growing and growing and growing until it reaches the full moon, at which point it will have traveled six houses in your birth chart. 
and the sun will be in the opposite sign than it was when the new moon occurred. And then on the night of a full moon, when you look up in the sky, it's the total opposite. The night feels bright, the moon is big, you can see everything, everything's illuminated. And so what this represents is almost like it's what has built up over the last two weeks, like what energy has accumulated and what do you need to release? Like what isn't serving you, right? Because after the point of a full moon, the moon starts to wane into the next moon cycle. So it starts to wane for two weeks until it reaches the next new moon. And so it's a great, great time to kind of do a cathartic release to celebrate both what you've accomplished and also release what's no longer serving you and just to practice letting go. And another important thing about the moon cycle and the moon phases is that a new moon and a full moon in the same sign occur six months apart. For example, a new moon in Aries and a full moon in Aries occur six months apart. The new moon in Aries occurs during Aries season. So like in March or so, when the sun is in Aries and then the moon is in Aries, you will have a new moon in Aries. Then you have a full moon in Libra. And after six months in the Libra season around September, you will have a full moon in Aries. Because then the sun will be in Libra and then when the moon's in Aries, it'll be opposite. And that's usually something you can look to to almost see like what has come to fruition since that original new moon. What have you planted that has blossomed and how have you grown in the last six months? So just to recap, moon cycles occur in four week spans. Every single two weeks of the year, we have a new moon and full moon alternating and new moons and full moons in the same sign occur six months apart with new moons being great times to plant seeds and intentions and full moons being great times to reap and to reap what has blossomed and grown from those original intentions and just the last thing i wanted to mention since we are talking about the moon that i think is really important is that around two to three times a year we have what's called eclipse season and eclipses mark periods of a lot of change they're very unexpected and it's kind of a time of like a power out where you can't really see very clearly so the only times where new moons and full moons are not ideal for setting intentions and manifesting and things like that is during eclipses because those times can be a little bit hectic unexpected and it's hard to manifest so yeah so now i just wanted to quickly answer a couple of questions from you guys i made a little poll on my instagram at the carolina lifestyle and i got a few questions from mary and i wanted to answer a couple of them the first one is how do you plan your life around the moon phases and my first tip for that would be to first download an app to your phone that helps you know which sign the moon is in on a given day. I love the app Chani, C-H-A-N-I. It's by an amazing astrologer called Chani Nicholas. First of all, it's great if you're interested in learning more about your chart and about astrology in general, and it really talks a lot about transits. But on the app, you can always see what the moon is in. So I recommend kind of keeping track for a few months on the moon cycle. So basically keeping track of what sign the moon is in on certain days and then how you feel on those days. 
and then noticing how that affects you personally because based on your rising sign as i've mentioned the moon going through each sign is going to affect a different house in your birth chart so noticing that and then taking those realizations and that awareness going forward into new moon cycles so that's the main thing i would recommend for example i know that when the moon is in aquarius it makes me feel like i'm more in my head more analyzing Whereas when the moon is in Aries, I'm like super motivated and ready to go work out and get things done. When it's in Gemini, I end up bumping into so many people who are around me because it's in my third house of local community. So I recommend you taking note of how you feel and just paying attention to that. I know there's also a bunch of other apps that are just for the moon cycles. So like Moon Calendar, I think is one of them. So check that out. And then another question from Mary was how to manifest with the moon. And that kind of goes along with how to plan your life around the moon phases because as I've mentioned, during new moons, it's the best time to set intentions for the next six months and also for the next like month in general. So I would really use new moons as times to set intentions and then full moons as times to release and just rest and let go. And I would also just recommend during new moons and full moons to really take it easy on your body, make sure you're sleeping a lot. There can be a lot of energetic charge, especially around full moons, just more normal for things to have bottled up, more emotions. So just really be gentle, maybe journal out your emotions on those days and allow yourself to rest. So that is it for some of the questions. And I hope that was helpful, Mary. I hope that you guys have learned a lot about the moon and what it can represent for you. And with that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing day. I am so excited about this series. As you guys can tell, I'm very passionate about astrology and I'm excited to hear from you guys. So please, if you do, you know, look up your moon sign or look up your moon house and learn something interesting about it and about yourself please share, reach out to me at the Carolina Lifestyle and tell me what you learn. And and if you are enjoying this podcast, if this podcast has served you, if it has helped you deepen your spirituality, if it's helped you get to know yourself, and if you are enjoying this series, I would really, really, really appreciate if you could scroll up to the top of Spotify and leave a little rating on the bottom left corner. Or if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or a review, it would truly mean the world. My goal with this podcast is to spread spiritual knowledge and to help people elevate and mainly to also demystify spirituality and to make it grounded and to help you have tools to help yourself, to heal, to grow, evolve, and also to just make holistic health mainstream and help people understand that your health is so much more than what you should look like and what you eat it's also about your connection to yourself and to the universe and to so many other things so if any of these things have played out for you from listening to the podcast if you're enjoying it i would really appreciate your support i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and i will see you next week for episode three of the series sending love and a big hug bye
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.